Hello, Internet. No, that's the wrong. That's the wrong intro. What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to the Geeks of Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour, and I'm here with Joe Morgan. Get Zooks. And Shelly Walter. That I do that at work all the time. So on the weekends, I'm a server. Some people know that. Uh, I will walk around the back of the kitchen going, blah, 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 and oh. everyone thinks I'm a total weirdo, and I love well, it. you are. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Come on. Anyways, how are you guys? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. I have lost 14 pounds the last two months. Whoa. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Good. Since PAX, I have lost like five pounds-ish. Six pounds. Cool. Yeah, I have four more to go, and then I'll be done. And then I'm going to start building uh, muscle because I could have probably done both at the same time, but I like seeing the results. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, what are you guys geeking out about this week, Joe? Oh, um. So most of my stuff's the same as last week. I did more Pacross. Uh, Destiny Rise of Iron, been trying to gear up. I'm finally over 350. Um, we've, we're still doing the old raid from the last expansion, just trying to get everybody back in the swing of things. Plus, none of us are high enough for the new raid. So, just pretty much hanging out, doing that sort of stuff, doing the daily grind type stuff. Um, this weekend, I played through a couple hours of The Final Station. I streamed that on my own personal channel. Uh, to try to raise money for Extra Life. I'm doing Extra Life. This is my seventh year doing it. And my goal is $1,000. I've got 200 raised so far. If you're interested in uh, possibly donating to that, all of my funds will go to the, the Children Miracle Network Hospital here in Arkansas. But you can hit me up on Twitter with that information, and, and uh, I will be sure to get you a link ASAP. Um, but I gave away a couple copies of that, um, and it, that's a pretty neat game. I, I try to do a little bit of cosplay with it, kind of spur of the moment, cosplay. but it was fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I can share a picture <laughs> of that with you. It's, it's oh, on my do. Twitter. <laughs> it's on my Twitter. Okay. Um, and I've been playing through redacted embargoed game, so <laughs> I, can't, I can't give any uh, – I can't give – because this – podcast will be out before the embargo lifts i can't really say too much okay but i've been putting a lot of time into that the review for that will be live thursday hopefully um i have a full-time job and i'm trying to get all this done in time for the embargo lift uh and i will be probably streaming some of it to the geeks under grace twitch channel on wednesday night after church so when you're Uh, listening to this if you listen to this day one you could potentially get up on the twitch.tv slash Geeks and Grace and watch Joe. Yeah, I can't play through any of the story content, but I can do a little bit of multiplayer content that night. And then the embargo list the next day, and it should be floodgates open at that point. Ooh. So, yeah. What about you, Shelly? I've actually done a lot of geeking out this week. So my floor, we're collectively watching through Stranger Things. Which I okay. always kind of wanted to watch, but there wasn't really enough to get me to watch it myself. It's so because, good. I don't know, something with me is that if someone says that there's like a show that's really, really good, and I know a lot of people who watch that show, I don't want to watch that show. 
And I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I feel like being a hipster or something. But I just don't like <laughs> that. So I wasn't really planning on watching Stranger Things. But, you know, since our floor is watching through, I'm like, okay, that'd be super fun. And we've only gotten to episode two. But <laughs> okay. I'm really enjoying it so far. I think it's really interesting. And, yeah, a lot, lot of 80s. A lot of 80s. Ugh. Yeah, you don't get the not, nostalgia not factor thing, that but... we did. Well, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of, like, 80 movies. I, I love a lot of 80s music, so I get a little bit of it, but obviously not as much as someone who, like, actually grew up in the 80s. Ugh. But I, like, uh, I was born in the 90s, but I was always <laughs> watching the reruns on, like, TBS and uh, all those other channels that would play the 80s movies during the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah so... Children. Sorry, <laughs> Joe. We disappoint you. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, I'm really enjoying that. It's really interesting. And I also started watching Ruby. And just today, actually. Like right before... Not right before this podcast, but a couple hours before this podcast. Um, Because my roommate... I don't know anything about it except that it's Rooster Teeth. Yeah, so my my roommate loves Rooster Teeth and Ruby. And she always talks to me about Ruby things. And she's like, you know what? You're not doing homework right now. Let's watch season one of Ruby. I'm like, okay. So we almost finished season one. Um, I think we're just watching it straight through. I'm not sure if they're always. How long's a season? Like if you just started two. It's like an hour and a half. For a whole season. Yeah. Uh, So it's like Red vs Blue. How you get a, uh, you know how Red vs Blue comes out in seven minute increments. Oh okay. And then you get the entire season or episode is an hour and something long. Uh, Yeah. Same thing with Ruby. Exactly. Okay, I thought Ruby was a full length anime. No. Okay. But yeah, so I'm also enjoying that. I'm getting used to animation, and obviously I heard that each each uh, season, the animation gets a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying that. Uh, what else? I finally finished the main quest in Dragon Age Inquisition, and I felt terrible because I was level 24, and the final quest was recommend levels 16 to 19. <laughs> so I killed the final boss way too quickly. <laughs> it wasn't even close to a challenge. So can, it, can there be a funny. too quickly? I mean, I struck him down with a single blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going through the rest of the DLC at the moment. Uh, besides that, I was I finally got back in D and D. We did our first session. Yeah. Uh, coming back to college yesterday and that was oh it just i missed all my friends and i miss playing <laughs> D and i'm really happy that we're back and it's great so yeah nothing interesting happened that much we ran to some vampires and we're gonna become friends with the vampires but that's okay. that's kind of it we're, we'll see how that works out next week um <laughs> and finally i've been playing a lot of jack Jackbox games, uh, yeah. particularly Quiplash and Fibbage, because Fibbage. a lot of people on my floor and our brother floor have the game, and it's just so fun to play. Because like anyone can learn how to play. It's like super simple. You can just use your phone. Um, yeah. And I've been having a blast playing that with people, and it's just like really cool how, you know, it just reminds me how games can bring people together. It just made me really happy. So, yeah. Um, yes. that's, that's, that's what I've been doing this week. Cool. 
I have been playing finally uh, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Nuts and, and bolts. Um, I understand why it was two dollars and fifty cents. Got a guy for you free. <laughs> um, so okay, I'm I'm very frustrated with the game, but as a game, I like it. If Banjo Kazooie was not connected to it at all, and I paid two dollars fifty cents for it, I would be okay with building cars and racing them in these 3D worlds. That's fine. What I don't like is that Banjo-Kazooie isn't there for no reason and that they keep making fun of me for wanting old Banjo-Kazooie back. <laughs> it's the most do, you, do you know why Banjo and Kazooie are in there? What do you so mean? people like you will buy the game. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. the only thing. It's so frustrating. They'll make fun of you. Like, so Banjo Kazooie is very well known for breaking the, the fourth wall. And okay. so they do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But one of the first things that happens is you are in the old, uh, um, like the beginning of the, the level um, where, uh, like the original Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, that first world that you're in where Banjo lives, you get that in HD. It's all remastered. It looks beautiful. You're very excited. And then they give you a fat banjo and kazooie because it's been 10 years and they haven't done anything. And so you <laughs> wobble around and I'm thinking that I'm going to get to explore this place. And I run into all the different stuff that gets the story going. And uh, kazooie literally says, hey, where are my moves at? And the thing that puts you into this new car world is like, those moves are outdated. You don't need those anymore. And oh, so immediately frustrated. <laughs> And then I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll probably learn new moves as I move forward with this game. Uh, You do get to be, like, the 3D platformer that it is. You have a melee attack, and you get to run around and jump on, climb on things. So I was like, I'm going to have to learn moves. That's that's the idea. Uh, They later on tell you, uh, Kazooie says something to the effect of, this car is moving so slow, I could be doing this with my feet just fine if I could remember the move but you've taken it away from me. They uh, do that. They uh, have you ride in an airplane, and Kazooie's like, you guys know I'm a bird, right? Like, I can fly. And they were like, no, that's too bad. You have to use the plane. And so they just keep doing this to you. And then in the loading screen, they say, if you don't like the car stuff, you can go and get Banjo-Kazooie on the Xbox like arcade. And they're like, if you don't like this gameplay, that's too bad. Go get the original game. What the heck? <laughs> I was so frustrated. So I, I'm equating it to uh, Jack 3. Joe, have you played Jack 3, Shelly? I have not. Jack three, Jack 2 was an amazing game. One of my favorites. Right. And Jack 3 was a close second. And they introduced a lot of car mechanics. But I think the difference and the reason that Jack 3 worked and Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts doesn't is that they added the mechanics. They didn't completely... Like take away everything you knew about the characters, right? Um, besides their humor, like you had all the same moves, um, and then you had the cars. And this, it is just about the cars, the planes, the boats. Um, so I have, I, I'm so frustrated. If they would quit rubbing it in, I'd be okay. Yeah, that just seems kind of jerkish on their end. So... If they, it's like they expected. They put out the game expecting fans to be disappointed. Why did they put the game out in the first place? 
Yeah, you know? a game that admits, like, you probably don't like this gameplay. You should go get the original game. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I'm. it made me sad. Uh, but I'm, I'm still playing it. It's going to be a quick play, I think. I'm halfway through it already. So I figured I'll just beat it. The building of the cars is a lot of fun. Um, that whole mechanic, it it feels like building Legos. It feels kind of like a Lego game in that way. You're building the vehicles, and then you can use them. Uh, so I like that. But I've never felt so patronized in a game in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, also been watching Luke Cage. That's been awesome. Uh, and Luke Cage... First impressions, I love it. I'm about halfway through now. Um, I feel really stupid. I feel like very uncultured because of all of the little... Um, they do a lot of callbacks to Harlem and to uh, you know civil rights movements, civil rights leaders. Um, and so there's a lot of black culture there. And I think that's really cool that they've done that. I feel like I'm very uncultured because of it. And I'm ashamed to say it, but I will. Um, it is very much something that uh, I think the entertainment industry in general is needed. When you look at all of the uh, Marvel superheroes, only a couple of them are black. Um, and they are very much in a, like, I don't want to, like, get too racial, but in a very white world, you have Tony Stark and you Captain America, and um, you don't get to see Harlem or the ghettos um very much at all and so that's has been really interesting um the reason that i haven't watched it yet and and now i'm wondering if i should but i i heard that it was a spinoff not 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 a spinoff but in the same universe as jessica jones and it is i I avoided jessica jones because of some of the content in it i heard Mm -hmm. it was pretty racy and so i just assumed that this would have the same racy content in it i don't think it's as bad as jessica jones um, it's still very violent, uh, but there's a lot less sexual activity. The violence isn't the problem for me, yeah. Yeah, the sexual activity, there's not nearly as much of it, but the first episode, within the first 15-20 minutes, you get a sex scene. Um, they definitely of set the course. tone right away, but then you get more, um, you, you don't see as much of it, and it's more implied, um, which I really appreciated. But if you have an issue with, you know, Daredevil or Jessica Jones, um, it's very much in that very rated R, mature Netflix genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep that in mind. Uh, and talking about very mature topics, I also wanted to bring up Westworld because Colby Bryant, one of our uh, authors on the website, has done a review for it. Um, and before he was done writing his review... He contacted me and said, you need to see this. So I have watched Westward World. Um, it is an HBO show. Uh, so in the, very much in the same vein of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw any sexual activity, but there was a ton of nudity. Um, the whole idea of Westworld, I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, but uh, this Western world is created in the future, and then people can go into this world and be cowboys or whatever they want to do in this Western world. Um, So you're seeing a lot of like these things created. um, And so there are a bunch of naked standing human beings just everywhere when they get into the factories and stuff. Um, 
So keep that in mind. If you are against Game of Thrones, you're going to be against this 100%. Okay. Um, that's that's another one I won't question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, that said, though, um, I don't know if I like it or not. I can't judge something off of one episode usually. Um, I will say I think it brings up a very interesting topic for us uh, as far as video games go and where we draw the line. Usually when we're talking about drawing the line with video games and stuff, uh, it's what is the content that we're not okay with, um, with seeing. But I think that uh, this is kind of a different line, and it's when does virtual reality become so real that it draws the line? Because in this, people are going in, and I think it's different if you're holding a controller and you kill someone on a screen as your character. But in this, you are a person who goes in and you find these created beings but they're sentient and you are actually killing them um or actually having sexual activity with them or all sorts of other sinful things but you are doing it as a person you are experiencing it yourself uh, was there a question there were you i was seeing what you guys would say <laughs> oh I'm I'm confused. Oh, are you asking a question, or were you just well, yeah, I laying mean, that out there? What is the uh, question? I guess, like, what do you guys think? Where do you guys think is the line um, as far as that goes? I always play the good guy. Um, okay. For games that are war-oriented, that sort of thing, like, violence doesn't bother me. But... But violence isn't something I struggle with in my own day-to-day life. Right. Really, language, the language I use is not something I struggle with in my own day-to-day life. So language isn't really something in a game that that bothers me. Um, Sexual content, uh, like criminal activity, uh, Grand Theft Auto games, Hmm. I'm not comfortable with. Mafia, Grand Theft Auto any of those games where you're like running a crime lord family, you know, building out your crime empire. Um, I'm trying to think. The, the big thing when I was in high school with with uh, with Grand Theft Auto was that guys were like, "Oh, look, you can pick up hookers, and and that refills your health." And I was like, oh, "That's that's pretty crass." Yeah. Um, so. If you were able to walk into a room and the sheriff said, we need to kill this bad guy, here's a gun, and then you had a very physical real gun that shot real bullets and were to shoot something that would come back to life the next day, but you would kill it and people would react to it and it would be flesh and blood, would you you be able to pull the trigger? No. Okay. I mean, at that point, it's, it's too real. Right. Uh-huh. That's that's my thinking. I just I, mean, I don't think we can get an answer with this, but like it's going to be really interesting as virtual reality creates itself. It's not something that I ever considered. Is when does it become too real for too us? Real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Shelley? Well, yeah, my thoughts are similar with Joe. Um, with Joe's thoughts, when I'm playing a game in a similar way, language doesn't bother me. Violence will. I mean, I'm not a fan of gore. But I'll, I mean, yeah, there's, like, 
there's a couple reasons I don't watch like Game of Thrones, for example, and like while sexual is like sexuality is like a huge part of it, the gore is another part. Like I don't like seeing people die in such disgusting ways. Right. <laughs> um, so there's that, um, and like seeing how realistic games are getting, it kind of disturbs me sometimes. But um, yeah, when you're rewarded by doing something that is clearly very bad. Um, I'm not always a fan of that and I'll usually try to avoid that. And so in like virtual reality, yeah, I don't want to think about that. It's a weird It's thing. not something we've ever really, it's nothing that I've ever thought about until watching this. Um, and actually Colby Bryant was the one who brought the question. He was like, this is going to make you question, you know, where morality stands um, as technology grows. Um, and so like, I definitely am in the same boat as you guys is uh i couldn't pull that trigger like it would be too real for me um but i also wonder if uh and it's a whole other conversation for a whole another day but if we would um be desensitized as technology gets better so right now we're putting on goggles and we can shoot things and it's very and it's still in a game world um i wonder if as we grow will become desensitized to these things. And so we'll still di- differentiate. Well, it's not a real person. Um, I still think as far as the violence would be a question for me, the sexual content would not be a question for me. Um, I think like, as you being a real human, you aren't, uh, it's not a simulation anymore for sure. Um, it is you using an object yeah, it's. I think the sort of intention behind things are definitely important because you to be like, if you're gonna shoot that virtual person, but if you know in your heart and mind that you would never do that in real life, and that you know that is just because it's not real, you would do it. You know, you know that. But if you're gonna do something like, you know, sexual something like that's there's, your intentions can't be. Oh, it's not real. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a mind thing. It's a, uh, I feel like I'm not explaining this well at all, but. No, I totally get it. It's, I feel like it's definitely not something difference. that I really like. It, it's nothing that I think e- any of us have really put a lot of thought into. Uh, it was just something that crossed my mind that I thought was really, really interesting. Um, and just because it's a great segue, let's talk about, uh, we asked Facebook um, to ask us some questions. And Colby, speaking of Colby, actually asked, what are some movies, games, TV shows um, that we draw the line on and say that's we're not playing that or watching that. Um, I'll let you guys go first. You go first, Joe. You okay, kind of already well, touched on it a little bit. Uh, for games, like I'm, I'm not comfortable with with the Grand Theft Auto games. I, I mentioned that a minute ago. Uh, the the content that's in those, I I don't care for it. Right. It it makes me feel bad to play Grand Theft Auto. Like I feel like I'm violating my own conscience to do so. Um, I have also taken a hard stance on consuming media if I know that that it's got sexual material in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I avoided, even though several members of my the, the group that I run around with went and saw like um, Deadpool, Game of Thrones, uh, Jessica Jones. I, I don't watch any of those because of the content that's in them. Uh, and that's a conscious decision. I have no problem with anybody else doing that. We all struggle with different stuff, but that's that's one I can't let myself 
let myself have. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Shelly? Uh, yeah, I already touched on it a bit, but language is okay with me. Um, unless it's excessive, usually I could sort of just go, like, deal with, like, if it's sexual or something. Like, if it's not, like, a huge amount of it, I'm usually okay with it. Um, but that's just because I don't purchase as maybe some other people do. Um, but, yeah, gore I'm always not comfortable with and if you intentionally well because there's like some games that are brilliant where you think you're doing the good thing the entire time but in the end (laughs) it's sort of revealed that you're you're doing a bad thing and like those were all you could have done better choices or something i think those Mm -hmm. are games like brilliantly written what's i don't like is when from the get-go you know you're doing something bad and the game still rewards you for it Um, i'm gonna go out and kill civilians to get my star level up yeah yeah, exactly. Like, and what you're saying with like the hookers and health, like I think that's really not okay. Um, and so I can appreciate games where you can kind of go both ways. Um, mm-hmm. You could take like the good route or the bad route, because then I could take the bad route um, and just to see like what it's like. But I could still in the end go the good route and feel okay about myself. But if that's all the game is, if it's only the bad route, if it's only rewarding you for being some some like a villain that i'm not really sure i like that like there was this one game i don't remember what it was called but it was going to go on steam and i think it i think it did end up on steam it was called uh hatred i think mm, and it was yeah, just like I can't. it's like solely brutal like you're literally just on a genocide killing as many people as you can and i'm like i don't care if it's virtual like i don't see how that's supposed to be fun i don't see how that's supposed to be any good writing or anything in a game if you're literally just killing people. Like, yeah. where's the story? Where's the values? There's none. So I'm I'm not really okay with that either. Um, yeah, in the end, if you're doing something bad intentionally, like, in a game, I only do it if, if it's not, you know... Usually when decisions are in a game, there's a good and a bad, or you're trying to... Like, the decision itself is hard because... Like, especially in Dragon Age, like, just... I play lots of Dragon Age games, you make lots of decisions in that game. Um, And usually there's not always a correct answer, but there's not always a terribly bad answer either. So you just have to balance your options. And I'm totally okay with that. It's just, again, totally murdering everyone is not cool. And... (laughs) Running a drug empire is not cool and stuff yeah, like, like that. In 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 high school, when I was, you know, everybody's downloading games to your TI-83, I didn't get drug wars. Mm-hmm. That's one that I'm against. Like, the, the sole premise, everything you, you do, I'm trying to build my drug empire. Yeah, <laughs> just... I say that, that's one instance where I feel like I, I have kind of double-backed on myself because I watched all of uh, Breaking Bad Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I just feel like there are better games. If you're choosing a game that intentionally wants you to do bad things and only bad things, and you know you're doing bad things, I just don't think that's a good game in general. There's not good writing, there's not good story. Go find a better game. There are better games out there. But that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. For me, as far as like watching stuff, um, I don't have much of a filter, but I definitely will question like it, it's got to be I'll, okay with violence violence doesn't bother me uh and sexual content 
won't bother me as long as I'm uncomfortable about it, which is kind of weird to say. Um, but usually it's uncomfortable. I look away. Um, I'm not like, it's not pleasing. And the reason that I'm watching it um, is for the story of whatever's going on. Um, and so I understand a sex scene if it advances the story, if it makes sense to the story. I still think that they could imply and they don't need to show. Um, yeah. But I will, I mean, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And so therefore, like, because I'm not getting something from it, uh, it doesn't bother me as much. Playing a video game uh, is very different for me. Um, if there is any way that I would be partaking as a character, uh, I won't do it. Uh, it just makes me feel weird. Um, I'm the same way with Grand Theft Auto. I played Grand my I played the original Grand Theft Auto as a kid, I think. Uh, but the Grand Theft Auto that I remember is San Andreas, and I was an eighth grader. Sorry, Joe, when it came out. <laughs> um, Don't let your kids play that stuff. Unless I remember, yeah. Unless you're aware of what they're taking in. I remember two things about it. Jumping off things with the motorcycle, because that's what I did with most of my time. But when Grand Theft Auto V came out, I really like wanted it, because it looks great. Um, and I decided against it, because I thought back to San Andreas, and I remembered how many times, as a middle schooler, I was going into the strip clubs, because I'm a middle school kid, right. and I can do that. Um and so with that in my head, I was like, I, I can't in good conscience get this game because I would probably end up doing that again. Um, yeah. I definitely wouldn't trust myself to do so. Um, so Grand Theft Auto was one of them. And uh, Mortal Kombat. And I don't know what it is about Mortal Kombat because I don't... I like fighting games. Uh, I love Tekken. Uh, Street Fighter is fun, but I'm terrible at it. Um, Mortal Kombat, I'll play if someone else has it, but I refuse to buy one for myself. Uh, because th- how much how much happiness it brings me to see a fatality. It, it um, glorifies gore and violence. Yeah, in, in an excessive, so, almost right. You you might say pornographic, almost to a degree. Mm-hmm. In yeah, the it's it, one of those things of like I think desensitization desensitization is really interesting. Um, the question of where do you draw the line is very interesting to me um, because we'll be okay with certain gore. But uh, I looked at Mortal Kombat and I looked at why I was playing the game, why I was buying the game, and it was definitely because of the fatalities. Um, like I said, I'll play it if it's at someone else, but I won't buy it for myself because um, I don't want to spend money on something that is making me um, enjoy gore so much. It's just not a good feeling. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those things of, for anyone, um, most Christians will know this, but if you sin... During the sin, you enjoy it. Um, and then afterwards, you feel dirty uh, about it. And so World Combat kind of has that thing of like, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then immediately after, I'm like, it's not good that I think this is cool. Um, and so that's just, I, I won't play Mortal Combat because of that. Um, and like I said, I think desensitization is a thing. And so some people aren't going to be bothered by it um, as much as others. And I totally understand that. Um, if you play Mortal Kombat, I'm not like condemning you. Um, it's good because I reviewed Mortal Kombat on the site. I gave it a good <laughs> score, but I'm I'm one of those guys where I've been playing fighting games for so long. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy the fight itself. The yeah. like Street Fighter has no fatalities at all, and I really enjoy the Street Fighter games, even though I'm terrible at them. But <laughs> like it's it's sort of you know the Mortal no, Kombat no. stuffs like I. I I wanted to see them just to see them. I really could have watched a supercut of it on YouTube, probably. 
mm-hmm. but the only reason I ever performed any fatalities in the games because I just wanted to see them. And I more than I think I, I might have saw a few of them one time and never never did them again. It was just like I'm just going to uppercut a guy at the end of the round so we can move on. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. World Combat X's storytelling outside of that is is decent as well. Like so, yeah. But yeah, I totally get that because it's. When I said it was almost pornographic, like it's glorifying the gore. That's oh, yeah. the big thing with those fatalities. Yeah, that's why I'll stick with Smash. <laughs> you get your final Smash, and that is very satisfying to get a final Smash, but there's nothing gory about it, it whatsoever. So it's Street Fighter, King of the Fighters. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tekken. 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 Yeah. I love Tekken. Eddie Gordo's my guy. See, Smash is the only good fighting game I'm somewhat good at. That's why I mentioned Smash, but I'd okay. be okay playing any of those two. Smash, I would be comfortable with anybody playing Smash. So Yeah. It's so fun. Cool. Uh, and then another question that we had, and I'm just going to answer this really quick. Um, are you planning on any more guest appearances? No, never again. That was, no, it was great having <laughs> Jason Duick on. Um, that was really cool. I can't wait to get some more on. Um, we don't have anybody planned specifically that we could like announce or anything um, that you can definitely expect in the coming months that we'll probably uh, try to get a few people on. I think I'm yes. speaking for LJ, who's our producer, but I'm I'm assuming that I'm getting a head nod now. So we're going to move on before he says no. <laughs> <laughs> you can always cut that out and post if he wants to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, awesome. So, from that, we can get on to some movie news. For sure. And you guys were talking about Luke Cage a little bit earlier with your geeking out, but Mm -hmm. uh, just to be... I don't know what word I was going to (laughs) say. But to be clear, I guess, um, Luke Cage doesn't expect to be in the movies. Much like... uh, Isn't it sort of the same case with Jessica Jones and Daredevil as well? They don't really expect to be in the movies either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luke's cage was saying just the content is so different from the PG thirteen realm, um, which totally makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. but I think that uh, it's unartistic to think that way. Yeah. Uh, I think you can get Luke Cage in. A, a big thing was um, he says that the way that they fight in uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage is so violent and gory. Uh, you couldn't fit that into a PG thirteen movie. Um, I think that implying is a very strong thing you can do. And that Luke Cage doesn't have to be, like, bashing heads in. Um, he can still lift a wall of a building and be cool. Yeah, I think the problem is that if they were, if any of them were to be announced to be in one of the movies, all of a sudden everyone wants to go back and watch the shows. And some of those people... Or maybe be like younger audiences who love the Marvel movies and then go back and see those. And yeah, that's the only thing that like, you know, that makes sense to me because I know, you know, like if if there's a character going to be announced, like, you know, Doctor Strange, I think was announced that he's going to be in Infinity Wars. And I was already going to see Doctor Strange, but I definitely want to make sure now I see mm-hmm. Doctor Strange before that movie because I want to like make sure I have all the backstory and all that stuff. Right. Watching yeah. it. But yeah. So what really bugged me with all of this stuff is that uh, watching Luke Cage, they talk about the movies yeah. cons- constantly. The incidents, uh, they bring up the magic hammer like three or four different times. And they're <laughs> like, the man with the magic hammer. 
And I'm like, none of you know his name. No, like you, you could can't. just say it. Say yeah. it out loud. Um, Hammer Industries was in Iron Man 2, um, and they play a role in this. And you just see the logo of Hammer Industries um, as far as the role goes in Luke Cage. But, like, I think it would be literally clever to hear Tony Stark and be like, yeah, Tony Stark could get you a suit or something. And Luke Cage would be like, a suit to do what? Because he's indestructible. Um, they make it almost as if, like, we can't mention their names because of rights. Um, so that's yeah. really, really silly to me. Yeah, um, that is frustrating. It's just, uh, if they had... I don't want to blame Netflix, but I'm blaming Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's so weird because they're all owned by the same company, but then you have the different divisions, and the different divisions own these names. And yeah. so it wouldn't be overly difficult to do something like that, but to them it's not worth the work of getting something signed off that we can say Tony Stark's name or something. Um, yeah. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. That and, like, characters, I think. I don't want to see Luke Cage necessarily in Infinity Wars. I think that would be a little bit on the nose. But I would love to see a villain that was a side villain in the movies be on a show. Or a side villain from the shows. um, Or, like, a main villain in the shows be a side villain in the movies. I think that would be really cool. Um, There's just so many little things you could do with that. Like, Night Nurse could make an appearance. Or... Like, if Inhuman movie, the Inhumans movie doesn't have anyone from Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., I will be really, really mad. Which I know yeah. is delayed forever, but, like, that whole show has been the Inhuman show. So if there's a movie and they don't have any of them in it, that's just dumb. Disappointing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, so that's it for news. Some movies coming out in the theaters. Not too many movies coming out in theaters that seem interesting. The Girl on the Train is coming out. That one's Radar. It's like a mystery horror kind of thing. I've seen lots of trailers for that. Um, so you may want to go see that. It has Emily Blunt and, you know, people like that in it. Uh, so that's your Radar selection. If you want to raid PG selection, you got Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life, which looks... Kind of ridiculous, but, you know, maybe kids will like it. I don't know. Zootopia's um, on Netflix. You could always watch that, too. Yeah, go watch Zootopia. Zootopia's <laughs> amazing. I haven't seen it yet. I need to. Oh, I love it. I mean, I'll be honest. It's only really good the first time you watch it, I feel like. You know, I watched it a second time, and I could just kind of see through it. But yeah, first time's good. You got to see it at least once, I feel like. So, Yeah. That's coming out the theaters. Coming out to Blu-ray is a little bit more interesting. You got X-Men Apocalypse, which if you're like me, has if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to go you go get on Blu-ray now and watch it or rent it or red box it, whatever you want to do. Um, we also got Swiss Army Man. That's the one with Daniel Radcliffe acting all crazy on an island with some <laughs> other guy. <laughs> um also, Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy XV. We all yeah. talk about how great that is. If you want to go see that, if you want to get hyped for Final Fantasy XV, I recommend you watch it. It's a little bit crazy. You don't need to it's know anything bit... about yeah. Final Fantasy to watch it. No, you really don't. Just just be in awe of the beauty that is the CGI in that movie. Mm-hmm. Because it's insane. It looks... It's gorgeous. The plot itself is a little bit complicated, but, you know, it's... It's going to tie into a 60-hour RPG. 
Yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah, you'll just enjoy it. If you don't think about it too hard, you'll enjoy it just fine. Um, that's what I got to say about that. And that seems to be it for movies. Awesome. Uh, not a lot of news going on still. Uh, just everything's been releasing. And so a lot of these news places are talking about reviews of the TV shows. Uh, but Flash is coming Tuesday. So I'm very excited about that. We get to watch the Flashpoint Paradox. Um, I thought Supergirl was coming out today because it's supposed to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is all DC shows. Uh, Flash, Arrow, uh, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and then Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, but Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow are coming out next week. Uh, but we do get Flash Tuesday, Arrow Wednesday, um, if you're still watching that. Uh um, I have a love-hate relationship with Arrow. <laughs> I watch every episode, but I don't like it. Um, it's a soap opera. I don't know. Just It's a soap opera. But I, <laughs> I'm still going to probably watch it. Yeah. And then also, um, I believe it's on Friday, The Ranch is coming back out. Um, is that the one with Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. Okay. And the other guy's name, who I don't know, but he was uh, Hyde in... Yeah, I'm a, um, my brothers watched it, so it is hilarious. Uh, but it is also a rated R comedy. Um, uh, more of a really hard. There wasn't a lot of sexual content, um, but a lot of cursing, and the cursing okay. was almost annoying because they basically almost made it like we're gonna curse because we can, not because we yeah. should. Um, it, it really seemed out of place, especially since it's very much a sitcom. Uh, you were told when to laugh by everyone else's laughter. Um, so when they would curse, it was really off-putting just because I'm not used to it. Um, uh, but if you like the 70s show and that comedy, you'll like this. Okay. Though I don't understand why they have southern accents in Colorado. Because they do. They live in the mountains. and they have like, southern On the accents. show or in real life? On the show. Okay. The show takes place in the mountains in Colorado on a ranch um, up in the up in the hills, and uh, I'm going from a southern accent, and so it doesn't make sense, but it's good. It's a great show, um, mm-hmm. very much that '70s show. Um, it's like once you've done watching the '70s show and you want more, you can watch the ranch. That's Got the way it. that I it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for TV. Uh, looks like there's a ton of stuff coming out for gaming stuff, though. So, uh, first of all, of course, I, I think this has been previously mentioned, but Project Scorpio is not going to have any exclusives. Um, anything that's developed for Scorpio will work on the Xbox One that everybody owns right now, which I think is a good thing of them to do. They're going to split their user base otherwise, and then things right. get dangerous. Um, Ubisoft has been super hyping up the NX. They're saying it's it's like a dream to develop for. Um, so it sounds like once, if, if we can ever get Nintendo to actually show the dad burn thing, <laughs> yeah, like we may so actually see Nintendo reclaim some of its console glory with this one. I decided because of Ubisoft. If what Ubisoft says is, is accurate. We may actually see Nintendo get back on top of the game from everything I've heard. Like they're saying, you know, it's not going to blow scorpio out of the water like it's not going to be as, as powerful as scorpio is right but it's it's going to be stronger than the current so that's uh, good 
Yeah, so you're talking, I think they said it's going to be able to output 4K, maybe even, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, okay. uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to release with that, like, if they're ever going to release anything. I thought for sure right. Tokyo Game Show would be when they show something and, and nothing, so I don't know. The Android uh, rumors that it was going to be working with an Android I, operating system had me terrified. Um, yeah, the Ouya did the same thing, and that was not <laughs> yeah. a positive experience. But um, I, this has this gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, in terms of news, uh, so Skylanders Imaginators, you're going to be able to basically, from what I understand reading this article, we'll link the article in the show notes. You're basically going to be able to design your Skylander in the game, design okay. your own Skylander, and then have them 3D printed and, and sent to you to keep under like glass. Uh, I don't know what that'll cost or what, but how cool would it be to design your own Skylander? Yeah, yeah. that's a really cool idea. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, that's it that's for the good. news for the week. Uh, let's go ahead and move into the the games, uh, the release list. So coming out this week, we got Aragami. This is You Are Aragami, a vengeful spirit with the power to control the shadows. You've been summoned by Yamiko, a girl imprisoned in the city fortress of Kyuryu, embark on a dark journey full of blood and secrets to discover the truth. Uh, the box art for it looks very Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. I was like, Gaiden? Gaiden. <laughs> uh, looks kind of Ninja Gaiden meets, uh, what's that one that came out a year or two ago where you're a ninja and you got to hide in the shadows 2D game? Um, I believe Maurice maybe. Uh, I've got it on Steam. I can't remember the name. But it's a stealth game. It was done by the same company that, that did Journey, I believe. I'm, okay. I'm probably totally slaughtering that. But Mark of the Ninja, yes. Thank you, LJ. Mark of the Ninja is exactly what I was thinking of. So the, the box art looks very reminiscent of it. I haven't seen any gameplay of Aragami yet. But it, if it holds up to any of those... Yeah, developed by Clay. And they're the ones who did... Uh, don't starve. Don't starve. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, also coming out on the PS4 this week, Atari Flashback Classics Volumes 1 and 2. I think it's really ridiculous that they're releasing that into volumes because those games are like 50 kilobytes a piece. <laughs> and so the two volumes total might be a megabyte, but they're going to charge a few bucks for it per volume. Okay. Whatever. Like you'd, you'd be better off going to buy an actual Atari um, Dead Synchronicity Tomorrow Comes Today uh, tells the story of Michael, a man who must recover his identity and decode the two events that brought the world to the edge of collapse. So I'm not sure what this game is about. The box art is very striking. It kind of shows a guy trying to, uh, it looks like he's trying to escape from a barbed wire fence and he's getting cut up pretty bad. Okay. That, be very story-driven, I think. Sounds like my childhood. Um, I grew up in Anchorage. I realized... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to escape from barbed wire fences as a kid, too. Escape from uh, putting barbed wire fences up, at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the big release for the week, Mafia 3. That's one we were talking about earlier. I won't be picking Mafia up. That's uh, that's that's in the genre of things that I'm not comfortable playing through. <laughs> so yeah, mm -hmm. um, 
Road Stormers comes out this week. It's a classic running run and gun game with uh, modern twin stick shooter configuration, roguelike, and RPG elements. And I watched a little bit of a gameplay video of this, and it looks pretty interesting. Could be could be quite a fun time. Uh, Space Hulk Ascension comes out this week. It's a turn-based strategy game with RPG elements. That's Warhammer 40K. It's kind of in the Warhammer 40K universe, I believe. Um, and we also have a classic Warhammer game, Warhammer High Fantasy, coming out this week. In Times Vermintide, which is basically Warhammer's version of Left 4 Dead. Okay. Um, so, you know, you I mean, it's it's the same mechanics. It's a first-person shooter-ish. You know, it's it's fantasy so uh, you kind of outfit your dwarf or or your your elf or your wizard or whatever um and then you run through these scenarios like left for dead and you can get money and gear and stuff like that to soup yourself up for the future pretty neat it's been out on pc for a while uh also coming out this week tropico 5 complete collection on the playstation 4 that's a uh, what do you call it? Like a government game, a god game, I think is what they call the genre, kind of like uh, Civ or something like that. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then coming out on PlayStation 4 this week, a game that I got to play at PAX while Cody talked to the developers, Viking <laughs> Squad. It's, a, yeah. it's for three players at a time. Looks very much like uh, Castle Crashers. Very vibrant, cartoony art style, uh, bright colors. Uh and, and it's kind of fun, you know, you can get mounts of like, I'm riding a walrus, or I'm riding an ostrich, and I'm slaughtering all these guys, you know. Pretty neat game. You should definitely check that one out if you like those games. You I will note over. that the developers talked like Vikings through the entire conversation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's all of it from the, from the drop on PlayStation. Let's see what else we got this week. Uh, Atlas Reactor coming out to the PC. It's a game by Trion Worlds, Trion Worlds. Shoe coming out to the PlayStation Vita and the PlayStation 3 and PC. And that looks like it for the week. Awesome. So that's, yeah, that's it. Cool. Uh, a couple things to note. Uh, first of all, the YouTube channel has been back on the rise. YouTube.com slash Geeks Under Grace. Uh, we got a couple unboxings, one done by our very own Joe Morgan, mm-hmm. um, of a really weird NES controller that I have a million questions about. This um, is, so I, I have been so, okay. Let me go ahead and address that real quick. I have been so busy playing this other game that I mentioned at the top of the show because the embargo lifts on it in a couple of days, and it's a, it's a big title. I've been <laughs> giving it all the attention, but there will be a review for this controller that I did the unboxing for mm-hmm. coming. Uh, as soon as I finish the other review, um, this controller is actually. Uh, if you, what, please go watch the unboxing. It, you know, it took a little time and effort to put together, and you'll get to see the controller. It is basically an Xbox One controller with only two face buttons. Hmm. Um, and this thing works on both an NES or a PC. So I'm not going to advocate for illegal downloading of games, but if you have legal backup copies of ROMs, <laughs> you can plug this in and use it there. Um, yeah. And and I'll be doing a full write-up of that as soon as the other the other review is done. 
I have a lot of different NES controllers, um, the arcade stick and the joysticks and stuff like that. So I think I might add those one to my collection. Uh, it looks very cool. Um, also, there's another unboxing coming out uh, tomorrow. Well, a Tuesday. So you guys are listening to this Wednesday. It's been out for a day. Um, and then on Fridays, I've been doing kind of a news catch up video as well um the podcast you get to see a lot more about what we think about it on fridays i just kind of run through things as fast as i can um but get to keep up on everything that's happening in the geek world around you um so the youtube channel remember on twitch if you're listening to this early enough um joe morgan will be playing that uh title we can't speak of um so that'll be very exciting yeah when Uh, i'm back from church yes so um, a couple hours after we usually stream, which is five o'clock Pacific Standard Time, we're thinking seven or eight Pacific Standard Time. Uh, That's yeah. Watch our social media, and uh, you'll be able to find stuff like that. Uh, trying to think, Westworld. If you want to see Kobe Bryant's uh, uh, review on that, that is up on the website as well. Um, all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, just to kind of leave you with, if you want more Geeks Under Grace after the podcast. Um, so yeah, I think that's where we're going to end the show. Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. Please, if you're interested in donating to Extra Life, hit me up there and I'll give you the link. Um, you can also follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Righteous Fury Gaming. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at the Shellshock24. You can find me on Twitch at Shellshock24. Yeah. You can find me anywhere you can type in Cody Armour, A-R-M-O-U-R. And you can find us at Geeks Under Grace. Everywhere you can type in Geeks Under Grace. We let the dog zapped. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. Uh, I tried to mute my mic as soon as I heard it, but I don't think I no, caught it in time. That's fine. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Woof, woof. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs>